Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 176 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please, young lady? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I'm really excited to get into the topics today. It was a really good day for us. Well, when Mary got in today, she said, it's not fair. Why is it that some days, like, the topics are just super plentiful, and then on other days, like, you couldn't find, you know, enough stuff to, to save your life? But uh, I wouldn't even uh, spread throughout the week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, Today, it was just too generous. The, mm. the pop culture gods rained down their gifts upon us. When I was making the thumbnail for, for my Ezra Miller video for tomorrow like I literally I, I sent a message in the slack and just said I love my job because it <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous sounding and to discuss such things with us today we have a guest would you introduce yourself sir holy crap I'm Ian Crossland what's up everybody good to see you good to be here how you doing today great man do you guys think that a lot more pop culture news drops on a Friday does it seem Maybe. like that no uh, sometimes studios will give like announcements that are bad on Fridays just like the news does on uh, on Fridays because they want to bury it at the end of the news cycle but that's usually like ratings on stuff that didn't do well things like that I really just think that some days are just left open to uh, just yeah. uh, would that be God would that be God doing this Mary it's uh, all Providence yes but usually Mondays are the best for us because mm. it's the stuff we have to save for over the weekend yes mm. I always like Mon I very rarely ever come into Monday feeling Feeling unprepared, but today we're going to talk about Ezra Miller. Uh, he is back. So uh, is that Hobbit in the chat that's always uh, worrying about whether we say yeah, Ezra? Yeah, we got we got one out of three. One of the three. So Ezra's in the news today. We've got Warner Brothers and David Zaslav with their ten-year plan that they have for uh, DC Comics, DC Films. Uh, I have some commentary on whether I think any of that's going to be successful. Uh, and then we've got Dan Schneider, and if you don't know who that is, I had to be informed at first from my co-host. I uh, can't believe you didn't remember. I, I, well, I guess all of his stuff was after your time. Yes, uh, but the, the the things he's being accused of are unfortunately timeless aspects of Hollywood. Yikes. So yep. we're going to talk about Dan Schneider and iCarly and all this stuff. We got Podlock. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? Let's go. I'm so ready, so dude. He didn't even need me to ask. It's already. <laughs> so before we go, we are going to see what Chet, 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 Chet is, uh, has go. to say for us today. So Chet. let us see what Chet's uh, inspirational words for the day are. And he's, uh, as usual, he's just gotten not done with his workout. So he is. Thank you. He has thank just gotten you. done with his workout. He's, he's got stuff to say. <sighs> Small things turn into big things. He's right. And big things are accomplished just one small step at a time. 
Let's get this shit. He's ready to get on track. Give me your number. So he's, he's absolutely right. So, uh, if you don't take care of things early on, uh, they grow into much larger problems. That is a, a very uh, provable fact in life. And also, getting big things accomplished is a step-by-step grind. Mm-hmm. It is a day-by-day filling in the data. When it's boring, it yep. feels long. It's not the thing where like, mm-hmm. you snap your finger, you, get, you win the prize, and all of a sudden you, you accomplished your goal. One of the cool things is we're, we're about to hit, uh, we were talking earlier, we're about to hit 40K. 40K. Uh, and that's uh, slowly, every day, come to work, do your job, have fun, laugh, but also do the work. And that's something by doing the little things. A lot of the hardest part is like, it's just realizing that every day there's a lot of, as much uh, chaos as there can be in this part of it, there's a lot of repetition to getting the product out there. That mm-hmm. is just, you do the same thing every day so you can have fun and have these discussions on air but a lot of that is still it's about being uh fairly disciplined in your behavior and i think that's what he's talking about yeah. there so uh, chad is the expert of grind set <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> but i set. i know that we're gonna we're gonna treasure these days when we still have a somewhat small audience yes i i know i do you remember the original fans the forever OGs. absolutely yes all right, now that we have let Chet grace us with his words of wisdom for the day, we are going to talk about uh, our good old friend, Ezra Miller, is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I feel Back like and better than be- ever. It really. Honestly. It, it really is. He so, outdoes himself. It says, paranoid Ezra Miller wears body armor, gun anywhere. Uh, okay, let's refer to this. It says, wears body armor, gun everywhere as alleged victims compare him to a cult leader. So what they mean to say is he's wearing a body armor and wearing a weapon Everywhere he's going, and, and he's, he's being driving like, across the country. Apparently, oh, the U.S. Is yeah. he in the U.S. now. Yeah. So, so he's paranoid. And the stuff that they describe him as to me comes off like drugs. Uh, and oh no, he's very clearly yes. in the middle of some kind of delusional, psychotic episode. So it says an increasingly paranoid Ezra Miller has taken to wearing a bol- uh, bulletproof body armor and carrying at least one gun almost everywhere they go. I'm going to do my best to not respect the pronouns. No, okay. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, uh, Just do what feels right to you, yes. Brad. Uh, that's all he's. Doing. There, see, I screwed it up already. That's that's all he's (laughs) doing. Uh, According to a new report from Insider that traces a timeline of Miller's activities and finds a disturbing pattern, they establish a home base, financially support artists and young women, and then attempt to control and manipulate their sexual partners, causing one of their alleged victims to compare the practice to a cult. So that keeps happening over and over again. It says he's a Q, uh, Miller allegedly believes that they are being followed by the FBI and the Q, and the Ku Klux Klan, and the former believes uh, multiple parents uh, and young women have accused the actor of grooming minors in the latter because Miller released a video earlier this year demanding the KKK uh, uh, Minecraft unalive themselves. unalive themselves. themselves. We're getting better at not saying stuff that you can't say on YouTube. That's mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. Uh, <laughs> So uh, the, I want to get down to the paragraph about where they talk about what he was getting up to when he was in Iceland. That's where it, uh, the rest of it is kind of in a, it's a summary of what happened with Dakota Iron Eyes. You remember that? That's the young girl from the, tr- from the uh, Na- uh, Native American Reservation. Uh, it says, uh, so they talk about this was not an isolated incident in reference to Dakota Iron Eyes. They say, during the two months Miller spent in Iceland, rumors spread among locals that the actor was running a cult out of an Airbnb 
Permanent residents described him as an aggressive person with a revolting smell oh. who rarely changed out of their clothes. Three people recalled Miller walking bare through, barefoot through Reykjavik, noting long, unclipped toenails and what might have been an infected gash on his foot. That could be like heroin use, to be honest. Like that's you, you, okay. That's what I was thinking when we recalled the incident of him choking that woman in Iceland. Mm-hmm. I was like, in the middle of winter, why in Iceland? Why would you be wearing? Uh, what looks like a bathrobe, skinny jeans, and flip-flops. Yes. Why are your feet exposed in yep. the winter air like that? And I was like, could it be that possibly he's, like, injecting stuff? Also, like, a lot of uh, people who have used for a lot of years end up uh, between the toes because they literally yeah, have no veins that's what left. I thought. But he has to be camera-ready, so he cannot do that with the rest of his body. That's what so I that's thought. So that's a very reasonable explanation to think that that's why he would be doing it. Yeah. Uh, so the Airbnb was in Reykjavik uh, and was described by one visitor as a commune with beds laid out on the floor. Miller collected a community of artists, expats, and beautiful young women who, he, who they said hung on his every word. I felt like everyone was hypnotized, the visitor said. Is anyone else getting Jim Jones I, creepy vibes here? I don't understand it because I didn't think Ezra Miller was that charismatic no. of a guy. No. Like He's not exactly a magnetic person to the point where he could be a cult leader at I, that level at least he says he led a group of media uh, of meditations and claimed to possess supernatural powers remember back when we talked about the the memes he was posting on his story where he talked about i'm in another dimension and some people were saying he's clearly kidding he's clearly no, he, not i think kidding. he genuinely is deluded enough to to believe that he's above the rest of humanity uh, he has a few devotees and i'll like I'll give him that, but he's not any Jared Leto. So, yeah, I know, right? He got he got like a whole like music festival's worth of people to come follow him. Yeah, and he seems far <laughs> less violent. So it says <laughs> uh, he also paid. I'm, I'm saying he because saying they doesn't actually make sense in this paragraph. Uh, he also paid for food, lodging, and marijuana, and once handed a musician the equivalent of one thousand five hundred dollars for their birthday. But Miller would become enraged at dissent. Nobody ever was a kind of allowed to disagree with them, said a young woman who had known Miller in Iceland and had a brief sexual relationship with them when she was 18. Remember, we were just talking about uh, Demi Lovato off air and, and stuff that has gotten on where these people mm-hmm. are uncomfortably close to like teen, you know, in their teen years, the end of their teen years. He's in his late 20s now. So he wasn't. Yeah. And what I've speculated is that Ezra Miller is just some. Um another one of these stars who's frozen in time and not able to mature. And he may genuinely believe himself to be an equal with someone, some adolescent child, like the 12 year old he met at Standing Rock. But obviously that's not a legal defense. So, So this is where he says one person recalled Miller cornering them in the house and saying, you don't like my hospitality and claiming to be able to read her mind. The actor flew into a rage when she attempted to use her phone. She then snuck away and texted her family to pick her up. I was a bit traumatized for a while. It was one of the weirdest days I've ever experienced. And we joke about trauma and how people overuse that term so much that it starts to be meaningless. But this is genuinely a time when it would be called for. Yeah. And that's one of the key components of cults is like to break, like remove you from contact with friends and family is to make it impossible Mm -hmm. for you to kind of snap out of it through the people that you once trusted and loved being able to kind of point out what's going on. I think that's even what he was probably doing with that, that mother and her young children. Thank you. While the father of those children from Hawaii, 
uh, lost custody of them and he's like got. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. them staying on his farm and you're you're cutting them off from the dad yeah i can't imagine for good reason Uh, another woman stayed with miller for six days my ego was thriving that's such an interesting phrase does that seem interesting to you the idea that her idea is saying that my ego was thriving it just doesn't feel like a person maybe it's just not in my vernacular to talk like that but it just doesn't does he make people feel like they're in some kind of uh in crowd someone who's in the know if they're around him. Yeah, so it says another woman uh, stayed with Miller for six days. My ego was thriving, she said, adding that she was really lost at the time in abusing drugs and alcohol. The first time they had sex was a threesome with another young woman. After that, Ezra basically said, my room is your room. This is now where you're going to stay. And I was like, cool, she says. Uh, at one moment, uh, they would look at me in the eye and say, I love you. And that, and this be really nice, uh, that you're a really nice and beautiful person, she said. But right after that, they would tell me I was, an, I was effing disgusting. There was a lot of psychological abuse. These are all textbook abuse tactics. And it tactics. sounds deliberate. It sounds yeah. like someone who is present in their mind enough to calculate yeah. the way to most effectively control someone's mind so how is it possible it just most of the time we're talking about Ezra Miller like he's lost control of his actions but it's darker than that but yeah it sounds like something closer to to just evil also notice that they keep being uh biological females that this keeps happening with and everyone keeps talking yeah but about- that's a total coincidence right yes everyone keeps talking about him as if he's uh lgbtq and he needs plus. to be searched by a female cop that right? way he, he he basically in a when he got pulled over said i i want to be searched by a female cop but he's having sex with females so it's clearly deliberate abuse right. of his identity characters now of his being, identity characters. being biologically male and identifying as non-binary doesn't make you closer to being female no it does not <laughs> male. uh so, so that it says she said i was it was only six days but it honestly felt like way longer i remember feeling like wow i i don't know how i'm going to recover from this this lady basically says she got home and her friend and, and she like told her roommate what happened and her roommate gave her a book on what how to like spot cults and stuff like Dude. this so this is like i think you're right i think this is worse than just us being like oh look at what stupid ezra miller's doing again and like i said I he's not this, stupid i mean he, he is crazy but then what are the boundaries between being crazy and being fully aware of your actions and just choosing evil? Evil and manipulative. Like I said, I made the thumbnail and I was laughing because I get to make a thumbnail that says Ezra Miller runs a cult out of an Airbnb, which is ridiculous sounding. Yeah. But the behavior is actually evil and very, very dangerous. 
and, and then they go back it, to... Like, if you're going to make reckless decisions, like a lot of celebrities, make the decisions that only affect your life, at least. Exactly. So then they go back and they're talking, but now they're back in that Vermont home that they live... that. They live in now at the I, I, farm. Yeah, at, at the farm. And it says uh, the woman, and they're talking about the woman who came to live there from Hawaii with the husband who was like, I want to see my kids, mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to see his kids. The woman had claimed that Miller was protecting her from an abusive relationship, but the father has been publicly agitating to get his children back. And visitors of the Ramato estate noted rampant drug use, unsecured guns, alleging the environment unsuitable for young kids. One child, a one-year-old, allegedly found a live bullet on the ground and put it in her mouth. In another incident, spectator saw uh, that Miller not only blew smoke, marijuana smoke, in the direction of a baby, but also wafted clouds of it getting closer to the infant's face. Purposeful. When is this... <laughs> and and remember, remember, we're going to talk more about Warner Brothers after this. That movie, this movie is still going forward. His Flash movie is still coming out. He's so power thirsty. And high. Yes, high as hell. This mother... Dude, he sounds like this dude is high and getting high with a lot of people. Blowing smoke and... Be- That's when you get to the point where you smoke so much weed where you're like, weed's good for me. Yeah. Weed's probably good for kids too. Yeah. Like... Insanity. Which is funny because if there was a video of somebody doing this to a dog, the internet would go nuts. Right. And, and, but and in like, our backwards society, yes. they're like, uh, do it to a baby. No big deal. They also mentioned that Takata Iron Eyes had an LSD overdose. At 14. Oh, they tripping. The, or recently. Recently. Because uh, the first time that she had LSD was in London when she was 14 yeah. with him. Yep. No, they said that uh, <laughs> uh, has an LSD overdose and that uh, like actual authorities had to be bringing LSD. in. And that overdose. has permanent wow. neurological consequences. Yeah, it does. It's LSD easy to overdose. Anytime you start tripping on LSD, that means you're overdosing, by the way. But a real overdose where you can't walk, the, where you're sinking into the floor, the walls are flowing and things like that. That's probably what she's talking about. There's a 20 stuck to my... Oh. <laughs> okay. There's also something in this CBR article that I thought was really, really telling. Is it the, the quote from the longtime family friend? Yes, it is. I, that stood out to me, too. I'll, okay. I'll read, it. read um, it. I think Ezra has been enabled because of their fame, their wealth, their earning potential, their whiteness, and their beauty. It's really hard to intervene when someone has as many resources as Ezra. When, they're, when you're famous, people are less likely to say no to you. I think that those things can be really dangerous. I'm going to let you know a little secret. His fame absolutely has uh, something to do with it. But there's something that this person keeps doing that keeps proving to you what is actually the cause here. And that's the fact that they're respecting Ezra's pronouns while talking about what an awful person he's being. Uh, it has a lot more to do, at least from the cultural side, from the business side, with the fact that he's part of a fashionable identity group at the moment that is above criticism. I think changing your pronouns is a privilege, and it, you can lose that privilege. If, I, okay. That's my opinion. On no. what conditions? If I, don't, if I don't like you, I'm not going to call you what you want me to call you. I'm going to call you what I want to call you. Mm. If I like okay. you, I'll, I'll acquiesce to your feelings and maybe live your life the way you want it to be lived. Okay. At least that's that's the way I, I'm going to start looking at it. Some people, I think, would say we discredit our arguments about Ezra Miller. Um, perhaps if we argue that they shouldn't go forward with this movie, mm-hmm. we discredit that argument by disrespecting the pronouns mm-hmm. because they're saying, "Well, that's not the focus of the issue. Yeah. The issue is all of these all of these actions that we've listed. I think not linked. the pronouns, but we're saying." That, yeah, they're, they're intrinsically linked. linked. It's yep. one of the factors, at least, that 
Ezra Miller that is like why Ezra Miller feels licensed to do all of these things. Who who is the uh, a regular straight white male uh, actor right now that's fairly popular? Ansel Elgort had his incident with Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. If Tom Holland was doing all this stuff, I don't think he would be allowed to continue. I don't. I, I think he Timothy would Timothy Chalamet. Timothy, I, I think that they would get called out for Any it. Of them. And I think that because the behavior is so bizarre. But and then they people are even more famous and wealthy than Ezra Miller is. Yes. Absolutely. But they still, I don't think, would be let off the hook so easily. No, uh, because they would be held to a, a different standard. But this, it, it's almost like people are like, it's like the old Thank days you. and people are like, oh, it's an alternative lifestyle. Like, what do you care? Like, well, there's children there. There's unsecured firearms there. Look, I am, uh, I am the most pro 2A person in the world because the people that actually champion the Second Amendment believe in taking it very seriously and being responsible with firearms. Me and Mary joke that Ezra Miller is the, uh, he's a libertarian uh, he's icon. He's a libertarian icon. Uh, and, and a champion of the Second Amendment. Yes, uh, for, for any and all abuse. And people. legalizing marijuana. <laughs> like, like on paper, before you get to the uh, man, psychological manipulation and abuse of children, he's fantastic. But then you get to the psychological abuse and the, and the it's, manipulation It's when of you take freedom to the extreme where it means there are no boundaries on what's acceptable for my behavior yeah yep uh so it's like i thought the story what's funny is because every time we cover this like last time ian was here like i almost like had to double take because i have that natural inclination to laugh off at any time we do stuff like this because when you read it it sounds so absolutely preposterous mm -hmm. that you want to just laugh at it but the then, absurdity of it is laughable but then the more we talk about it the more serious you realize it actually is. I think that he wants to be John Lennon. Like he looks like John Lennon a little bit. Yeah, he probably bit. let it go to his head. Did a lot of drugs. I've been in there. I've been there. Where I smoked so much weed that I started to believe like, oh, maybe I am John Lennon. Maybe I can be Jesus. Maybe I can do what they wanted mm -hmm. to do and like pick up the reins and become. But like, no, I'm Ian Crossland. I'm not John Lennon. Yeah. And John Lennon was abused when he was a kid. He was messed up. If you try to become like him, then you start to become crazy. And like this dude's a drug addled sex addict basically yeah. yeah that's that's gone way too uh, probably if there's heroin involved like he's gone way too far with 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 the the power with the, the insulated power control thing. i do think that the money plays a huge aspect yeah it, because he's getting he's yeah. getting rewarded for this behavior yes. or has been up to this point yep. uh and An unlimited people, movement you can yeah. run away from any of your problems he's on the run now basically yeah. it's just, like the, the name of the second article it says ezra miller reportedly driving across the u.s armed and wearing a bulletproof vest like, I can't not laugh when I read that. And, like, he thinks he's on the run from the FBI and the KKK. Yes. Okay, but he is actually kind of on the run. Yes. Like, in reality, at least on the run from getting papers served to him yep. for protective orders. It's just, um, it's amazing. how We're going to talk <laughs> about Warner Brothers after this, how they've managed to, and like... And this is after Warner Brothers says... Ezra Miller is healing. Ezra Miller is in therapy. We're working on it. We're, everything's going to be fine. It is not going to be fine. It's uh, like this doesn't end any way but bad. If, it doesn't. if he were truly on a path to recovery and that was like there was evidence for that, mm -hmm. I think that they might have mentioned the Flash, at least in passing at Comic-Con, if they saw hope. For him. I also feel like this is going to be one of those things like in 10 years there's going to be some like dark side of the ring style documentary where they're like and nobody saw it coming we're going to be over here like we all we saw yeah. it coming the like, people in power they saw it coming they just didn't care yes exactly I hope it gets better for him I want it to get better for him man but I genuinely have like goodwill 
toward him as far as like his personal problems, but he's now using them to inflict pain on mm-hmm. other people who aren't as powerful. It's a lot easier to be sympathetic and empathetic towards somebody who's only damaging themselves, right? And that's a lot of celebrities. A lot yes. of celebrities have an insulated, self-critical they talk about mindset. That. Yeah, like his, they said, I noted his outbursts used to be directed at himself, at least when he was on set. Like he turned his, ang- his self-hatred inward, yes. his hatred inward. Uh, and, and then also- something shifted where he started just directing his Ooh, self-loathing yeah. and projecting it onto everybody else. That's like a floodgate breaking. It's hard to undo once they mm-hmm. start because if they're not getting immediately smacked down for abusing someone else's mind, it's you see the cycle. And also on set, he's not the, the most important person there as far as power dynamics. And this makes director, him feel powerful. Yes. Uh, on set, he's basically moldable clay for a director, producers, and all the higher-ups. Mm-hmm. So he maybe it's uh, his abuse is him feeling like he's taking that power back and he's just never developed a, a safe or uh, honest way of doing that, which is why he's being abusive towards other yeah, people. Yeah, it, it, the state of his psyche might suggest that he himself was the victim of some psychological abuse. Seems to be an ongoing But that's theme. a mystery yep. and also doesn't excuse him of anything he's doing. No, ex- You still have agency. It would explain it, but it doesn't excuse it. This is, There's uh, a lot of that in Hollywood, isn't there? It's one yes, of the things me and, me and Mary, like she'll point something out and then I just start rolling my eyes and <laughs> be like, oh my God. Uh, uh, another woman not taking responsibility for their actions. My God. Like it, that's a, but then Mary always gets me to look deeper at the situation and I find empathy and sympathy in a lot of places but a lot of it's when they're marketing like at least, hey and I want to smack these people down for their responsibility the, just as much as you do at the very least he's not marketing something right now at least he's not selling me a book I, like, I, I mean, you're right. Yeah, like, he's not trying to even sell the movie. Like, like one of my problems. He's here not is like, trying to sell himself as a good person. <laughs> a, a lot of times, like we'll be getting these stories about how these actors were like treated poorly in their youth, and I'm like, that would mean a lot more if you weren't selling me a tell-all book. Right. Yeah, his mom was a dancer, uh, uh, in where they grew up in Jersey. His father was a, a, I don't know, a music executive. Miller, oh, right? Robert S. Miller of Workman Publishing. Yeah, like publishing. A book, yeah, his executive. Some sort. His mom was a dancer. Was she yeah. a stripper? Uh, and no, sorry, I mean, Martha. That's I'm what just that asking, Martha. Like. I but don't maybe know. She, yeah, she was like a, in the entertainment industry of some sort. Yeah, you. I hear that kids raised in the entertainment industry are pretty pretty messed up because the parents are also crazy. Or the activist industry, and as Takata was. The um the part about him feeling like he's on the run from the FBI and the and, and the KKK. Drugs will definitely do that to you. Yo, man. I bet the FBI is after. To feel if, like people are after you. Oh yeah, drugs if, will do that. If to he you. was messing with underage girls, the FBI is. I, I mean, they should be they after him. I don't think they even are. Yeah, I don't think they are. <laughs> but you're right that like this situation, the bright side, if you can possibly find <laughs> it, is that at least you're not t- pretending to be somebody else. Because we know that there are so many people who are just as abusive or worse in Hollywood that put on a pretty face. Yep. I think he is pretending to be John Lennon. Like, I think he's pretending. <laughs> he's, he's got like a big John Lennon poster. I wonder if he, there he, are like any quotes where he's like praising him, wears John the Lennon. glasses like him. Yeah. He's got, you know. He definitely wants to be seen as like artistic and deep. Oh, yeah. all his all his red carpet appearances, like the thumbnail that I used today, it's him with like the fake blood paint on his face. Like he's very clearly look, wants to be avant-garde in like yeah. art, art. And house. they celebrated him as that yep. for so long. Yep. I, 
a lot of people still do. God, he's probably been crafted to be a character since he was a kid. Yeah. By his oh, parents. yeah, he's a child mm-hmm. actor. Like he's like I said, he did a great. He had a great episode, couple episode arc on the show Royal Pains, where he's like the son of like a billionaire, and his dad, like his dad's, like uh, they're like the, they invented something like blenders or something like that. So <laughs> toaster. The, the show Royal Pains takes place in the Hamptons, uh, and basically in one of the first episodes that he's in, he has to like watch his dad go through detox. Uh, and like help his dad through drug detox. So it's just like I watch that. I'm like, I wonder how that kid who did that show and saw the seriousness of that scene ended up in the place like this. It just shows you how warped you can become in just a few years. Yeah, Yeah. with drugs, that's for sure. Yeah, yep. Super Chats. Let's go. Chris said, I'm going to have to F you up, Smokey. Playing with my chat is like playing with my emotions. Friday, 1995. I, I, I watched, uh, I didn't watch Friday yesterday, but I did watch Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And I remember like somebody pointed out, they said, you know what they, how they marketed that, that movie when it came out? They said, the only movie coming out this year that has 14 words in the title. That was their, that was their headline. Was it good? Oh, that movie's incredible. Uh, all those movies from that era, incredible. We just watched uh, Rush Hour 1 and 2 again the other night. I saw oh, yeah. Those incredible. are good ones. Um, Mary sent us ten dollars with no message. Thank, Thank you, Mary. Tacti Platy said, "Brett, this is thanks for sharing my meme today. Hashtag ankle cam. Hashtag ankle gang. Also, this is my first super chat ever. Thank you. Really? Because yes. I remember seeing you in the chat before. I didn't. I, I thought you had super chatted before. I definitely uh, reshared uh, a meme that he shared. Like, I'm sure. I'm they, gonna look at that. Like ninety percent of like uh, the funny thing is, is because my like most of the people that follow me on Instagram aren't really from here. They're from th- the skating community, so they're reading that like, what the hell is? What was the meme? Uh, it was like uh, I, I got it here. It's, it's basically it's a picture. They want like, a 360 ankle cam under the table. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? I think no this, one's done it yet. This comes from uh, some meme. Uh, about Elijah Schaefer's ankles. Says, yeah, ask the girlfriend for aloe vera because my ankles are sunburnt. Immediately, uh, I can't say that word, shames me for showing off my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. Tyler Hardison said, first super chat, love the show, better than Tim Cast. Well, wow. I don't know what Tim Cast is, so that could be something Tim completely Cass. different. Mm-hmm. That There's no T at the end. That could be a different show. Tim but Cass. thank you, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mary sent, said, you guys always put on such a great show with such interesting conversation that I never hear elsewhere. Keep it up. That's what I like to hear. Like, Thank one you. Of the, one of the funniest things about it is I always like, I, I have like so many YouTubers that cover similar topics, but like I can't watch them anymore because I don't want to have my opinions colored by what they say. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like I have to put them in like the watch later bin. Often a lot of those aren't even opinion based videos though. Yeah. They just try to report. Yeah. What happened? Thank you. Thank you. Like most, like most of them, yeah. Like if it's like a, if it's a video and not a podcast, they're doing a more di- they're dissecting it in a different way than if you're like just having a conversation with other people. So mm-hmm. similar when I'm writing music, I I don't listen to other music. Oh uh, yeah. I'll have to, it'll pull me out of the zone. I got to be in a silence. It helps. Yes. Said. In an era of hyper-referentiality, I didn't know that was a word, in cultural production, images, artworks, aesthetics from a myriad of different historical periods function interchangeably in a sea of a reference facilitated by online networks. I'm not 110% sure what, the, what he's, what, what's being said there. Uh, I mean, uh, what, it's what, definitely not a grammatical sentence. Like, but like for hyper referential, I, I guess like in like, the, like movies and stuff like that, there's a lot of like weird pop culture references that get couched together 
uh, in various things. Like, what, what was the thing you guys were talking about? It wasn't pop culture last night, but you were talking about, like, Woodrow Wilson or something like that. Yeah. And it was just, like, somebody said, like, that was a really interesting reference. Uh, like, just bringing them up. Oh, Tim was saying, like, they referenced him in a TV show. Uh, or something like that, and they said that that they loved that that reference made it into a television show. Uh, so I, I kind of do love the idea that you can just make random references, and uh, it all kind of blends together nowadays. Ardurl said, "Ian is here, inspired to super chat for the first time ever." Thank you, right. a lot of first time super yes. chatters. Thank you. Chris said, I was banned from the entertainment subreddit after saying Ezra lost his privilege to pronouns because of the stunts he pulled. Yep. Uh, wow. What's interesting is we actually, uh, Wesley here, he, he, he pushed back on me. We were talking, he's like, I watched that video you guys did mm -hmm. where I said, I'm not going to respect his pronouns anymore if he can't even respect the personal space of other people. He said, what you should be doing is respecting them and pointing out the fact like you shouldn't like immediately go back to referencing him as a, a, a biological male. Uh, just because, and that's just you. I never wanted to yeah. to say those yes. pronouns, and I never did. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I was only worried about the banhammer. Yes, I'm <laughs> I'm I, I I want to be. I'm like I'm with Ian on this one. If somebody's polite and, and asks me to do so and doesn't order me to do so, I have no problem with I think doing so. The politeness is always just a facade for the the ordering around, though. The, That's why the, this person was banned from the subreddit because it's a very uh, authoritative yeah. rule. Yep, and so they want to no exceptions. They want to authoritatively tell you what you can and can't, cannot do. It's like when mm -hmm. the, we talked about uh, the Eric Thank D. July's you. comic book that came out. They banned them from like the comic subreddit immediately. Called it part of a hate group, even though they couldn't tell you why. Reddit is very yeah. uh, ban happy. They love it. Yeah, big time. Nathan Koss said, just a thought. If we don't respect people's identity because they're a bad person, we still shouldn't call them slurs. Identity isn't behavior. Well, uh, we weren't calling him slurs. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not trying <laughs> to offend the guy, but I'm not going to play his game. I, I don't think we call, we didn't call him any no. slurs. No, I, I, I would I not want to do that. I don't think that was even brought up, but, um, Nye Mechworks said, would you join a cult if it had mechs and power armor? A power armor cult. You should cult. donate some power armor to Ezra Miller. <laughs> it help him on his, really be on his run from the FBI. Yeah, he'll run faster. <laughs> Hobbit said, Ian, since you enjoy D&D, you should check out Dungeon World. It's free online and is heavily based on D&D, but with a simpler, more roleplay and narrative focused system and player creativity. Excellent. That sounds cool. I also saw a trailer for a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Was it a movie or a series? The Chris Pine one? It's a movie. Okay, yeah, there's a movie uh, themed after Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I wonder Did if you hear about that? No. Do you think that uh, it's exploitative of Hollywood? Because, like, you look at, like, really handsome Chris Pine, and you're like, this dude never played Dungeons and Dragons in his entire life. But I also understand that a lot of actors come from theater. A lot of people in theater kind of still existed in that community outside of what was once niche is now mainstream. Yeah, the problem with doing a Dungeons and Dragons show or movie is that Dungeons and Dragons, the plot is completely up to the DM. It's not like the plot is dungeons or dragons like no the plot could be there's a political you. you know a king that's lost his son has gone insane and there's a wizard manipulate like it's got to be a good plot calling it just selling it as a dungeons and dragons is just appealing to nostalgia what mm -hmm. if they had a dm do voiceover for the movie 
they better get a good one. Like, wouldn't that be kind of interesting? Like, if they could find a way to work in the DM to the, and do to like the, what was that narrative? Black Mirror where you could like choose your own adventure? Yeah. That'd be yep. cool. Oh. Yep, maybe something like that. Um, this one's mean. Bad app said Ian looks like he'd have a polyamorous cult. Ian, if you had a cult, I, what would it be called? Would it be polyamorous? It would be called Crossland, and it would be like a, a piece of land <laughs> where, land. yeah, uh, yeah, polyamorous. Uh, that you know, in my twenties, I thought maybe like that was my. I thought like, is this what I'm destined for? Is this like, if I just be myself, am I just like this wild Genghis Khan? But it's like, ah, that's just the drugs, man. Like, <laughs> society needs hey, you. I mean, I didn't have thoughts quite as grandiose, but I had the same conclusion of it's just the drugs, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't be a cult leader sober, you can't be a cult leader. Truth. Fair enough. Gold Macro said, oh, hell, if Ian is calling you a drug addict, happy time addict, you know you messed up. Yeah. That, that, there you go. I've been there, bro. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, Ezra is to blame for being a nasty groomer weirdo. Our culture is to blame for convincing these girls to follow someone like Ezra. But where are the fathers of these kids? And how is Ezra not in a ditch somewhere? Well, a good question is like, there's the one father who's literally trying to get his child back. And he's trying to go about it by legal means and nothing is changing. So it's just hard to like keep hopeful. This is because the daughter is saying the father was abusive. Uh, the mom this, is saying the father was the abusive. mom with her kids on the farm is from Hawaii. The dad is still in Hawaii and he wanted a protective order to keep his children away from Ezra Miller yep. that I don't think has, to my knowledge, been served to him yet um, because he's on the run. <laughs> Liberty Bell said, Mary, miss you on Timcast IRL, but sporty political Mary is good too. Chet's a beast, but how does he square the circle with his old man in the maps? Cabal, uh. Tim, <laughs> Brett, keep it real. Miller is a cheap cult leader. He really is a discount Jared Leto. It's that which and is like like at sad. least Jared Leto's cult yeah. is just uh, self-absorbed artists. Yeah. He should start a band called Twenty Five Seconds to Pluto. <laughs> is uh. Ezra sing? Uh, he, he does. He does. Oh. He, does. He, has, he got a band. A, he has a band called Sons of an Illustrious Father. <laughs> It yeah. sounds like Queens of the Stone, like a generic it Queens of the Stone It just sounds so try-hard. Uh, uh, and the other thing, what is sporty political marriage? I don't is that like know. sporty spice, like the Spice Girls? I, Do you have five different personas, one for each? I have no S idea. Like uh, I like switch personalities yeah. before going on IRL. Vlog Mary is different from <laughs> IRL Mary, which is different from Pop Culture Crisis Mary, which is different from Newsroom Attic Article, <laughs> Article Writer Mary, which is different from uh, Demon Attic Mary. <laughs> Blue Heart said, have a great weekend, everyone. Rock on, Ian. Yeah, Blue Heart. Uh, Matari Sensei said, just here to tell Mary how super cute she is. Well, that was very nice Thank of you. Thank you. Tacti Platy said, I have only chatted, not super chat, but y'all are great. Mary, keep up the great work. Brett, thanks for reading out my <laughs> meme, too. Y'all do great work here. Love the show. Ian, you're doing well for me today. Uh, all right. Perfect. That's all you can ask for. Hobbit said, Brett, you would be amazed by how many actors play D&D. &D. That's why I kind of revised that statement there. Do you think it's kind uh, of an acting exercise? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, uh, Storytelling uh, and, and uh, 
acting. It's basically Criti- what it is. Critical role is very popular, it's, and Ashley Johnson is a very successful actress. One thing you find out once you start playing is it's not a, it's not a game that you're trying to win. It's mm-hmm. a story you're telling, yeah. and it's a acting. It's like a scene you're playing with your friends. So mm-hmm. like I'll play a dumb guy that can't get anything right. That's big and strong, but like he makes mistakes in the game, and everyone's like, "Oh, this moron!" And then it's like it serves a purpose and a function for the game and for the overall fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sir Rank Zero Productions said, "Hey PCC, first super chat, love the show. Kind of off topic, but wondering if Ian, Brett, and Mary also have read any Kierkegaard. Interesting views of God and Christ. I have not. I've never have. No." I think I actually was forced to read Kierkegaard in my freshman year of high school, and I have no memory of it, yep. but I'll look into that. Um, Thousand Foot Deep End said, in a Justice League interview, Ezra Miller tries to get Gal Gadot to say, heteropatriarchy, your wrath upon this world is over. It's like he has some deep, twisted self-loathing for being male. Well, you know, when you, build a, when you build a society that literally for the last decade has told men, have told men to feel ashamed for being men uh, and created terms like toxic masculinity and have done everything at every corner, especially in his industry, to negate the idea of positive masculine influence, that isn't hard to understand. Not in the slightest. That sounds like a bizarre interaction. I was if wa- true. I was watching something the other day, and it was like it was an older show. Was an episode of The Practice or something? Uh, there's a scene where a guy and a girl do like some physical activity, and the guy actually wins. And it was so shocking to me because in no place in television does that happen now. Now the woman always wins because it's supposed to, to like, show up the male it, character. But it's always supposed to be like, oh look at us, we just subverted your expectations. The yeah. guy actually wins, and the girl's like kind of like okay with it, and it like blew my freaking mind. It says more about a female character if she's able to take a loss than yeah. you know be snarky about a win bro cody said ian who do you main in starcraft you strike me as a protoss guy yeah crystals and ethereal energy uh oh yeah pylons for the win man probius <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a protoss guy although i haven't played starcraft in 10 years i was watching a lot of starcraft 2 tournament play i love protoss not sure i want to read that bad up oh boy sorry jonathan harris said it's not true a true D&D role playing if there isn't an argument if one should roll for insight or dexterity. That true? Oh, oh uh, he said I apologize dexterity or strength. Uh sure, sure. Like if you got to jump across a chasm and then you're like I'm going to jump and they're like okay, make a dex a dexterity check and you're like dude, I'm jumping, it's my strength. And they're like yeah, oh. but because there's rocky, the rocks are there's a lot of rubble. You're slipping. You got to make a dexterity check. And then if you argue with the DM, you already lost. So it's the DM's world. <laughs> Hobbit said D&D is a conversation between player and DM. That's for sure. Well, yeah. That's that's like. Or player and player. A really good DM session is conversation between players. The DM just watches and listens. Hmm. Cameron Manicone said, hey, the Timcast News RSS feed has been... My favorite to keep updated on the news, Hannah Claire and Brett are great writers. Uh, I don't know who that Brett is, but it's not me because I'm not currently writing articles. Oh, uh, different Brett. It's different Brett McDonald. Brett McDonald? It's okay. Cassandra's awesome. husband. They probably think that we're the same Brett. We are not the same Brett. Not the guy. same Brett. There so are wait, too many Bretts these days. Yeah, there's days. a lot of them. There's a Brett Cooper. There's a Brett. <laughs> it's a lot of Bretts. Yeah, Brett does not write articles for Brett's everyone's information. Brett's with one T. Brett's with two T's. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Don't even get me started on the Bretts with one T, man. 
I just think there's a an alternate universe where you're Bert and I'm Marie. That oh. that'd be great. <laughs> it's like Bert and Ernie. It's like uh, uh, Ernie feminine. Let's go. Luis Aguilar said, "With our cultural decay, the only way to progress is to regress." My GF and I want to be a trad '50s couple, 1850s. <laughs> I'm saving up for a homestead. Well, good I, luck. I, I do laugh at like a lot of like that. There's a lot of people that kind of push the trad, like trick trad with a capital T. And it always feels like a costume to me, like the way they're dressed, because it's so not modern that I'm like, that's very clearly a choice. Like you can still have traditional values without like looking like you're putting on a costume. And now, okay, he said, I know it was a different Brett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else was like, Brett, you're married to Cassandra. <laughs> Um, Let the conspiracy theories start. Yeah, go ahead. Believe what you want. JDA said the writers of The Expanse did play by forum D&D to hone their skill. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Play by forum. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk. We're going to get through Warner Brothers quickly here because this is a, a fairly complicated issue. Basically, yesterday they had their quarter two earnings call, and I just want to go through the finer points of what they're going to be doing with DC, uh, which is David Zaslav is once again uh, taking his uh, slashing through everything at Warner Brothers, uh, and he's going to try to rebuild DC Entertainment, which uh, I believe is now DC Films, and they want to make it something closer to Marvel, which a lot of people don't think is necessarily the greatest idea. I don't think they should have ever tried to chase the Marvel formula to begin with, but I do believe that they need their own studio executive, similar to a Kevin Feige, that they can't just have nine studio executives who aren't familiar with the source material in charge of what's going to come out and what isn't. So it says, Warner, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has a 10-year plan for DC. Uh, CEO addresses scrapping Batgirl. So basically, this is the big quote when it says that Zaslav did not mince words, explaining uh, that they have restructured the business and will be modeling their plan after what Marvel Studios has done, which again... Marvel is an extremely successful franchise. I think I read today 29, they've made $29 billion at the box office. So you can understand why they would want to try to emulate that success. But it says, we have done a reset. We've restructured the business. We're going to focus where there will be a team of ten, uh, there will be a team with a ten-year plan focusing just on DC. It's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Bob Iger put together very effectively with Kevin Feige at Disney. That's the other that's interesting about that is they seem to leave Kevin Feige alone to do his work. Like you don't, it doesn't feel like you see a lot of oversight from Disney on what he's doing. It feels like the decisions he's making are his decisions. It doesn't feel like you hear Bob Iger interfering with what Kevin Feige is doing. So he says, we think that we could build a long-term, much stronger... Thank you. ...and sustainable growth business out of DC. As part of that, we're going to focus on quality. We're not going to release any film before it's ready. Do you think that this was shade at Batgirl? <laughs> uh, yes, and also offering to be in talks with the creators of Batgirl is shady too because they know that that's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not their property so they can't take it but they're just like, hey, we'll take your, your garbage but and they, <laughs> make it presentable. They worked with Marvel before because they did the, the, the Captain or the Miss yes. Marvel show. Yes, but, and I mean, Miss Marvel is not good. Not but, for us, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, they know that they can't have Batgirl. Yes. And I think they're throwing shade at them. 
Yeah. He says, Zaslav also added, the company's focus will be on how do we make each of these films in general as good as possible, while also saying that DC is something that we think we could make better that, uh, and we're focused on it now. For the time being, the team in charge at DC has not been revealed, but these gears are clearly turning. Given that Marvel Cinematic Universe has, has generated $27 billion at the box office since 2008. There's just no excuse that DC no, can't compete. There isn't. And... um. This is just an outright admission from David Zaslav that the axing of Batgirl was quality related. Yes. It was a quality control decision. A lot of those decisions are being made, I think, maybe related to recession. Yep. And it's just weird that uh, when we first covered this, they were clinging to the idea that it had nothing to do with the quality of, of the movie. But... He watched a test screening of it, and I suspect hated it. The other thing, I think uh, they ended up, whether it was good or not, what, one thing that I learned from one of the interviews that I read, or at least the reports of his, uh, his quarter two stock earnings call or whatever, was that he said that they're committed to streaming. Like, remember he said, like, we are committed to theatrical releases. We want, uh, these are big name properties. Everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Superman is. Everyone knows who Aquaman is, kind of, now that Jason Momoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the point is they're committed to theatrical releases. And then, so they said, does that mean you're going to pare back on streaming? And he says, no, but what they are going to do is they're, they're not going to be focused Focused on kids animation or live action or streaming movies they only want to focus on streaming shows so it feels like that this just was a bad if yeah, this, maybe Disney if, also just axed uh, a kids animation yeah. show what was that called oh, owl uh, owl something i don't remember i we, it came and up that was, was like second after like spongebob and um sesame street in popularity and they and and hbo max dumped the scoob uh they dumped that yeah which was an animated scooby-doo too bad i don't know if that was quality related it's gonna be but. trash did you see that they uh um james gunn said that they might they, they want to talk them into doing a, a rated r scooby-doo now we're talking <laughs> Like Velma rated R mystery. Uh, I don't mystery. like that. No, you a lot don't like that. Okay, maybe if it's like for the nostalgia Hor factor for adults. How about horror? But I don't want to ruin like things. Fred's for just kids. a heroin how about, addict. Yeah, or how about horror Scooby Doo? Like, hor like a, a real horror Scooby Doo like would be good. Real, yeah, that could be good. Like, like we were talking about, like uh, Winnie the Pooh. But it has like to have <laughs> the same cartoonish like unveiling of the mask. Or, or then every yes. Or Bro. when they pull it off, instead, it's like that's the thing. Instead of pulling it so off it and revealing something, off. it actually rips like, the skin oops. off. Or they pull it off and it's Scooby, something even Scooby's worse. Scooby's like chewing his face off, uh, and they're like, "Get him off of him! Get him off of him!" He still says it's just an actual dog. It's just skin and bone and sinew, and it's just like, and I would have gotten away with it. Too, if it wasn't it. for you the, meddling kids. The problem with Scooby is that it's a cartoon dog that talks. Like you can't. How do you make that anything other than a goofy kids show? Well, it, they the, try to animate it, but it's animated dog talking. You can do you know? a dark comedy. Yes. Uh, horror so, comedy. So they point out here that they say that when they're talking about Warner Dis what Warner Discovery highlights well because remember they are now not just Warner, they're Warner Discovery, uh, and this is exactly how I imagined it when somebody kind of actually writes it down and commits it to paper that HBO Max skews mail with scripted mm -hmm. series that lean into appointment viewing, which is like weekly shows. Yeah. Uh, I sent it, you some memes, by the way. I, I did not. Oh, I see uh, them done. Yeah. Uh, and then they're saying that Discovery Plus leans female with unscripted content. I think of like HGTV, stuff like that. That's all uh, Discovery Plus. 
uh, as well as comfort viewing and home stuff like like daytime television I, I go versus through, scripted late night television I go through phases where I will do nothing but watch people build homes that I will never be able to afford there's something that means that there could be something for everyone yes but uh, also like I've seen some tweets where people are worried about all of the scripted content on HBO Max getting quietly, you know, shoved out the door. And then concerns about where that will be archived, if anywhere, and the the entire loss of that content forever. Um, I think there was this this author from Entertainment Weekly that tweeted recently about how the BBC um, lost over a hundred episodes of the old Doctor Who. Yes. Because uh, they wanted to reuse the tape. tapes. And that stuff is just gone forever oh. other than audio recordings. Dude, that's insane. Like me and my friends used to have to tape, like when we would film skate, like skate stuff, you all, you, like you're so poor, you can only afford like one or two mini DV tapes. So once you get done using that tape, you capture all the stuff yeah. to your computer and then you just tape over it. And eventually the tape gets so overused that there's like ghost images of the previous clips <laughs> in the new clips. And this was like a major network for like the country <laughs> For like an entire country and they're reusing tapes yeah talk so about like, cost cutting in an age where it's so much easier to digitally archive this old content i think that they might not go to the trouble or that's like a lot of people's worry uh, simply because it's not in the interest of their bottom line uh do you think that this is one of these things that uh, they should like maybe keep them separate? Like, would it be better to have like like say when you go into HBO Max, right? You can hit left and go HBO Max. You can hit right and go Discovery. Oh, like that. But I think they might want it to just be indistinguishable they do. from each other. They do. So I feel like for me, happen. maybe it's just how my brain works. But I would prefer if I could go into separate. Like well, I have. Uh, That's kind of what Roku does, though, as a hosting platform for the streaming services. I have. Uh, like I have Paramount Plus. Like I bought it, but I only bought it on like. Um, what do you call it? on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I could never get it to log into just the Paramount <laughs> Plus app. So I always have to use it on uh, Amazon Prime, which, as you know. It's already awful because of how horrible the fast forward and rewind button is. But like Mm -hmm. you have to go down all these sub menus just to use it. And I hate that. I would prefer that they were like, I want to distinct color scheme for. I think the trouble of doing that is kind of built in as a feature, not a bug. Yeah. Uh, So they talk about the, like the franchises are uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Shark Week, Game of Thrones. And then here's one I didn't know was even a thing. The 90 Day Fiance Universe. Big deal. That's Those shows make insane money. All Mm -hmm. because they cost nothing to make. And people love to just put that stuff on. There are whole YouTube channels just for The Bachelor. Who just review The Bachelor and talk crap about The Bachelor. Big Ed was a huge deal. Like mid-pandemic as well. And then they also bring up Harry Potter. Like they're back in talks with J.K. Rowling to do more stuff with her. Because like again money is king. They don't actually care about uh, what she thinks about uh, um, other communities. They just care that she makes them money. Uh, but they talk about HBO Max, Discovery, uh, CNN. I mean, everybody's got to have a loser in there somewhere, right? Uh, <laughs> HGTV, uh, DC, Looney Tunes. I haven't seen anything from the Looney Tunes in years, but uh, uh, there was a great Tiny Tunes video game on Sega Genesis that I that Yeah, I, I remember that. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then they talk about they have friends on there, Fixer Upper, Big Bang Theory, Property Brothers, like all things that like 
especially like Property Brothers, people will put that stuff on in the background. My mom would watch those episodes on repeat <laughs> and just cycle through. Money Big makers. Bang Theory is another one that's yep. like... Just put it on repeat, mindless. Sex and the City is on there too, and Sex and they just did like the like a sequel to Sex and the City last year yeah. or something like that. So I, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made outside of just DC. But if they're going to do a 10-year plan, what they need is their own Kevin Feige, and they don't have that. That that type of they they said Jeff Johns could have done that. He they gave him a shot in like the 2016 Walter Hamada era of DC Entertainment. Jeff Johns both wrote comics. He wrote a lot of famous uh, stuff back in like the New 52 era. Right. Uh, and he's got he's like, a, I guess, like a perfectly OK studio executive, but not to the level of a Kevin Feige. And they just don't have that person to draw out a plan and keep to it. And the downside of that is it is all extremely jumbled and hard to understand. Like right now, you don't know who is who. Who is the who is the current year Batman? Is it Ben Affleck? Is it Michael Keaton? Uh, who is uh, who is the current like is Aquaman part of this universe? Is Aquaman part of the Batman which that just has Robert Pattinson? None of it feels connected unless you actually pay attention to stuff. I know the answers to those questions because I have to do it for work. But the average normie goes to see Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, and then asks why he's not in the other movies. Yeah. And then people say, well, the Joker, is is this Joker connected to to this character? They don't like, know. Is there a Batman in yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. Joker D- universe? They don't know the answer to that. But then again, I, as I've said, I don't know if they care that much. No. They've so, got to make Robert Pattinson Joaquin Phoenix movie. It, they've got to make a Joaquin Phoenix oh, that would be Batman amazing. movie. At the very least, those two seem to fit more in the same realm. It doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. Pattinson. It's just got to be a good Batman with Phoenix because Phoenix is like top tier yep. S tier. They think. just, yeah, they yeah. just ma- named him. They just made the announcement to, to get all the bad eyes off of the Batgirl cancellation. Like, uh, and Look I don't know over you, here, release date for Joker. They released the, the it's like 2024 uh, October. It's October 4th, 2024. Uh, and it's got, uh, it's going to be a musical. Uh, with it's going to be Phoenix? a new administration. <laughs> I'm going to be 24 by the time that Folia <laughs> Do is out. That's going to be well. That's yeah. like it's never going to happen. Yes, it's it's forever away. A, a far long way to yes. announce something. And Lady sure. Gaga is going to be in it. A two-year announcement. That must mean that they're struggling internally. No, they, that they're announcing. They just something started two years production out. now. Okay. They just started production now. Yeah. So. Lady Gaga. Uh, that she's going to be in it uh, as not Harley Quinn, they said. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, all I know is that until, like, I, I think all of the DC announcements fall by the wayside until that they show us that they have structure in their management, which they have not been able to do yet because it's too early days. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens when they get there. Super Let's chats. Super chats. Uh, Stray 5700 said... <laughs> Ian Tokata probably took way too much and was experiencing a real ego death, which can be extremely scary if you're not used to it. Yeah. Tokata? Uh, the, I, I, the girl that overdosed. But on the person who mentioned yeah. ego LSD. in that article wasn't her. That was one of the people in Iceland. Not. Yeah. Iceland. Overdosing on LSD is definitely possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hobbit said trad values and blue jeans work together. I don't know. I've heard jeans are a communist invention. Oh, my goodness. I don't know enough about the history of them to be sure, I thought they sure, were though. denim was like a cowboy thing, so they didn't get scratched up on their legs and they were riding around on the horses. I don't wear jeans anyways. I don't know. I think, um, George, I heard on a fashion podcast that George Washington was inaugurated fully in a denim suit. Now That's incredible. Talking. Like a blue denim suit. I love incredible. that guy. I hope that's real. Johnny Beck said, 
Oh, he gave us a thumbs up. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Gold Macro said, you were in a tank top on IRL, Mary. Sporty, I guess. Okay. Okay. I guess I see what you mean. <laughs> Nick C. said, Brett Cooper is rumored to just be Ben Shapiro in drag. <laughs> Brett and Cooper were the names of the first guys he hooked up with. Oh, my with. God. Is that a conspiracy theory? Oh, no. <laughs> we need to start that. What is wrong with people? Th that is insane. I hope not true. Nye Mechwork said, when I finished the how-to book, would Tim Cast like to have a redneck mech fight? Biden bot versus Megatron. <laughs> I love <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> I read it as Megatron. I'm like, what? But is that like cross-brand? Cross and then, no, it's Biden versus Megatron. <laughs> Kevin Grip said, keep up the good work. Gotta have these conversations. Not just that, but we have fun having them. We that's, do. That's yeah. the beauty of it. <sighs> Should I read this bad app one? Yes. We still want to see, Badaf said, we still want to see Batgirl's bat nips. Look, that guy, that, that costume creator, the one who did the bat nipples. She on, was not going to have any bat nips. No, that was never going to. There but was that, no chance. That costumer is like still working in Hollywood. And like I looked him up on IMDb, all superhero work after that. So apparently oh. Hollywood had no problem with bat nips. They just kept that guy working. Uh, let's see. Yes. Oh. Yesh said, oh, Yesh, I love reading <laughs> that. Uh, Bad App said, I'm not reading that. Yep. Wrath4 said, there's already a decently budgeted Scooby-Doo live action series on YouTube that's recently started releases. Scooby is just a Great Dane. No talking. So is that like... He never um, talked fully. He just... Is the is the YouTube one then? Is that like rights free? Like, do they have to like you just don't get to make any money off of it, or is it actually licensed through uh, whoever owns it? I don't know. Caper Two X said, "Brett is there is a YouTube adult oriented Scooby," and then he said, "Make mine Marvel." <laughs> <laughs> they got to make Scooby a pit bull. No, make it socially relevant. No. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Harris says Scooby is revealed to be an Eldritch horror. I'm telling you, Scooby-Doo horror would be fantastic. Is he a manifestation of, of Shaggy's? Or you know what? Never mind. Clifford horror. Clifford oh, yeah, the would big be red way dog. scarier. They already yes. did a, a live people. action Clifford. I know, but though. do a Clifford, the, uh, a horror Clifford. He's off the leash. If you think about it, Clifford. Clifford would actually be a terrifying creature yes. in Clif real life. Clifford 2 off the leash. Dude, have him consume. <laughs> off the leash. Yeah. There, he off got the leash. <laughs> He's too oh. big. He's, and he's just crushing he's things. Like just, the it's just Godzilla, just, but like, oh my God, yeah. let's go. He's, he's got like the Statue of Liberty in his mouth. Let's go. Yes. Somebody make that. Write uh, this down. <laughs> Send it to pitches at TimCast.com. Please. <laughs> we will be reading. Uh, BG Rising said, great show today. The first time I've been able to catch it live. That is oh, like the awesome. best. That is the coolest part. Like people are still like finding it live and that's yeah. very, very rewarding. It's fun live. Yep. Gross John said, in the PCC extended universe, Ezra Miller kidnaps some fans as an in intense police standoff. Uh -oh. Chet swoops in, body slams Ezra and frees the fans. However, <laughs> Chet ends up falling for Amber Heard. Oh my God. Please Let's make it reality. Write, at the very least, write this fan fiction. PCC. It needs fan to be fiction. on Tumblr. I shudder to think. It uh, no context PCC fan fiction. <laughs> Thousand foot deep end said, "Mary, the interview is on YouTube. Search Wonder Woman and the Flash interview each other. It's near the end of the video." 
I, I Maybe c- we could play this on the show if you find uh, it. Uh, Is it copywritten? If, if it's from a company, it's copywritten. Darn. Uh, but also, it's funny because it's like I'm picturing Gal-, Gal Gadot. She's Israeli. Maybe she doesn't quite have the same sensibilities that we have here. And she's like, what is this dude talking about? Caper2x said, happy future 24th birthday, Mary. <laughs> there you go. Ahead of time. Yeah, that'll be a nice birthday present. Your birthday's coming up, too. It is. Yeah. 10 days. Well, less than 10 days. Are you? Uh, okay, I got to ask. Are you a birthday month person? Please don't tell me you celebrate a oh, birthday month. Oh, you know month. I'm a birthday month oh, person. My. I, that is like, don't try. If you like, want like a great example of how narcissistic our culture <laughs> has become, it's people that celebrate their birthday month. I'm a white woman in America. Again, the world revolves around, around me. <laughs> like, if you want to have birthday day, yes, of course. Birthday week. I'm pushing it. You're pushing I'm it. I'm testing Birthday month, patience. kick rocks. Like, <laughs> Tell me to kick rocks when you give me my birthday. I'm gonna do that. Early. That's literally gonna be of something kicking Here rocks. Are some rocks. Yes. <laughs> Cheeseburger said, "Ian, have you heard of Gregory Manorino? Please look at his channel." No, never heard of him. Don't know. Manorino. Waffle Sensei said, "What? Blue jeans are American AF. Get that propaganda out of here." Uh, yes, Levi's and Lee's. Um, but I, I, I don't wear jeans that much anymore. Joggers every day. Yeah, jeans just aren't comfortable. I wear them uh, if I wear them street skating because they're just less easy to damage. But apparently, it was the late 17th century. Weavers in Nimes, France, accidentally made the first modern denim. Okay, yeah. trying to replicate. The... We were talking. I was. Uh, we bring were, back we, jeggings, by the way. Yes, we, we were talking the other day about um, I, uh, Mary had never heard of Freedom Fries. Remember after <laughs> yeah, 9-11? they were down She's in like, France. I thought that was a joke. She, she thought it was it fake. Is. It's, it's a re- it was a real it, thing. Well, it was a real thing. But it was still a joke. <laughs> was it Freedom Toast? Then no, as well? no, um, no. I, I it think didn't go was that it far. a Freedom Manicure? Yes. Like, instead it of the become, French yeah, Manicure. Okay. Hobbit said PCC needs their own superhero costumes with capes. You know, you guys, they were having this discussion on IRL the other night about the women's power fantasy. And I posted in the chat, I said, somebody commented, what am I watching PC pop culture crisis? And I was like, ah, like, but I was like, maybe they could have like uh, apron capes. Like their apron, apron the females could have ca- uh, aprons on that becomes a cape. Caprons. Uh, Ca- oh, let's go. Caprons. You're, you got a lot of clever ideas. Yeah, they are Thanks. flowing today. <laughs> Jonathan Harris said, older video games are similar. You hear stories about games not getting re-released due to the original source code being missing. Oh, that's Ooh, horrible. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bobcat said, so what would your superpowers be if you had any? Mary's is easy to guess. She's already a few shades <laughs> away from being the invisible woman. We really need to make a, a ghost plushie here to sell. A ghost plushie. A ghost be great. plushie. But would it just be a ghost or would it try to look like me? It would be a ghost. It's referential. It's referential. Yes. A Hobbit said, well, to answer the question, though, I would pause time. Yeah, that was mine. I Easy. think we talked about this on IRL. And it wouldn't and I, even be for anything super notable. Like, I would just take a nap. Kind of go rewind time, slow time. I like the idea of slowing and stopping time. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so you could sleep for eight hours or a hundred hours and then just keep and going then, about your day. Yeah. I go for 24 hours doing whatever yeah, I, I want. I would play every video game I could and then I just I'd go read back a bunch to life. Of books and watch all the movies. It'd be fun. Hobbit said, write the fan fiction and Patrick Stewart narrates. Perfect. Uh, 
Caper2x said, Ian, you must lead Mary's <laughs> birthday month parade. We are not. She does not get. Okay, you a can baton. have a birthday parade if you want or a birthday week caravan, but you do not get a birthday month parade. I, Sorry. Just give me a finely tailored suit and I'll get out in front on that. <laughs> Blue Heart said, Clifford is rumored to be red because he killed his family as a 400 pound puppy so to become the last oh, of his kind. Red with so blood. He's literally covered in human, in, in parent, in, in, dog in blood. family blood. Yeah, so that's, that's family's bad, dog blood. All right, we Yikes. are going to move on. We're going to talk about Dan Schneider. Mary, do you want to lead this one? Sure. Jeanette McCurdy is about to release a tell-all memoir titled I'm Glad My Mom Died. Which is, uh, you just know they love it's that It's the title. equivalent of clickbait, but for a book, basically. Um, that's, that's very common for books to give them that type of title, like... Uh, yeah, it's it's reeling you in. But I don't think it actually has much to do with her mom because people are anticipating an expose on Nickelodeon on Dan Schneider, who was the showrunner of iCarly and Sam and Cat, which she was on. Um, and they're expecting her to reveal things about what you would call the the... CD underbelly of the internet. Mary hates business. that term. CD underbelly. The undercarriage Under of Hollywood. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of. Thank you. Thank you. Worrying claims that she made uh, in an excerpt from the book that was obtained by Entertainment Weekly and comments that she's already made in interviews ahead of the release, which is on the 9th. Uh, she said that Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 in hush money to not talk about her experiences while working for the network. Okay, I, I have one thing to say off the bat. Like, does that seem like a lowball offer? For, oh, like, totally. Like, like totally. holy lowball offer? It shows that they actually aren't that afraid of the consequences of employing uh, Schneider, who allegedly was... He had misconduct Yes. Allegations. With, with feet, right? With stuff with feet. Feet. Feet belonging to children. So he's like Nick, he's like the Nickelodeon. Communicating with children working for the network outside of work hours. Which reminded me which reminded me of uh of what's her name in Drake. Uh, uh Millie, Bobby, Bill, Brown. Millie Bobby Brown and Drake was like I text Drake all the time. You're like, not friends with someone that much older than he you. Was, Sorry. She was, she was 14 not and normal. Drake was like 30 and she's like, "Oh yeah, we're good friends." I'm like, "No, you're not." Yeah, we just chat That's all the weird. time about boys and dating. That's weird. It's a little weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, um and then he also he exited Nickelodeon in March of 2018. They said uh, it was just because they chose not to extend their contract with his company, um, Schneider's Bakery. But that's the name of the company, yeah. Schneider's Bakery. Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, which I I distinctly remember from like watching Nickelodeon so much as a kid, like that sound of the the animated like oven dinging uh, right before and after the shows. Um, it was just yeah, like very visceral. Um, but he actually had allegations of being verbally abusive on set yeah. aside from anything about like sexual misconduct or whatever rumors um and then also the communication with minor actors outside of work it feels like there should have been much stricter rules with that stuff right with the with the minors interacting but when with you adults. rely on dan schneider for all of your hits which was i mean he was responsible for all that for Amanda Bynes' Amanda show, 
for Drake and Josh, for iCarly, for Sam and Cat, and that's not even all of it. He was this he was Nickelodeon's moneymaker. Yeah. And I don't think that they've been the same since they lost him. He's good at what he does, for sure. But um, rumors have been around for a long time about... Thank you. Thank you. Third I crisis w- party? Be- before we go on, I want to say, like, uh, Stephen Harris just gave, like, 100, and I think it literally, like, oh. it stopped this for, like, they didn't go off because it, like, reset. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yeah, but rumors have been going around about Dan Schneider's behavior for a long time, even before he exited the network. Uh, so she... Jeanette McCurdy, it can't obviously name him directly in her book. For fear of getting sued. Yes. But there's someone she calls the creator. And then somebody posts a screenshot of like an episode of the show and says created by Dan Schneider. So it's not hard to guess who she means by that in the book. And uh, it's not just the creator that she talks about, but also just um interesting so-called like office politics in the network between her and her co-stars where it seemed like she ariana grande definitely she says ariana was not barred from other projects but she was she only had the option to act on sam and cat and then there was like she's like I got to go to Tom Hanks's house and play play charades. Play charades. Why? She was, she said, that's McCurdy said that was the moment that broke her when when Ariana walked in bragging about how she played charades with Tom Hanks. What if Ariana night. Grande came back and she's like and she's got and he's got this cute son named Chet. I, and, I oh my God, he's so good. I need good the lore. I need the lore on this. I am. I'm. I'm literally picturing. Picturing. I hope Ariana that Chet Grande. was living at home at yes. that point. I hope that was Ariana Grande, Tom Hanks, Chet Hanks, Colin Hanks, uh, and then uh, what, I don't even, uh, Rita Wilson. Is that, that's her. That, that's uh, that, and they're all Mama playing. Rita. They're all playing charades. There's like a love triangle with Ariana Grande and Colin and Chet. Oh my god! And that's Chet's villain. No, orange, no way! Because Chet, no girl's gonna pick Colin over Chet. Chet's such a bro. Like they're like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she likes them clean cut. Oh my god! Like I, I pointed out. I said Chet. Like there's Colin, just too many possibilities. Colin Hanks looks like a dude who got shoved into lockers when he was in high school, and Chet Hanks looks like a dude who threw people into lockers. Oh, yeah. when he was in high school. I wonder what so. their childhood was like. Um, Mm. Another thing she said was in her memoir regarding the creator and her time at Nickelodeon, um, she had to drink alcohol. She was like offered alcohol by adults, by adults while she was underage. Um, Very scummy. Yeah. And also, I think they had her wear a bikini uh, at some point. Obviously we don't have access to the full stories yet. I remember when you, when you came here, like I was like, I I asked if you were old enough to drink drink alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) But like, obviously in these circles, they don't think to ask because there are no consequences for misconduct. Nope. They just get away with it. Um, and also, this is following a controversy about the iCarly reboot series that Miranda Cosgrove and her other former co-stars participated in with the notable absence of Jeanette McCurdy. And because she went against the... Wrote this yeah, book. I, I doubt that they even invited her back because yeah. they got an inkling that, you know, it ended badly with her. 
So does is it does it I I mentioned to you earlier. So does it seem weird that like Nickelodeon somehow like everyone knows Disney is evil, like with kids, like with the way that their child stars come out mm-hmm. always. And they up. are a bigger machine than Nickelodeon, way so there's more places to hide. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So does it does it seem shocking to you that Nickelodeon would end up having just the same problems as as a as a Disney does? No, it wouldn't be. But it, I, I got mixed feelings. Like I, I look at Dan Schneider and I want to hate the guy. I want to be like, oh, he's evil. He's a child molester. Like I I just think, oh, he's a obese. Like on this appearances guy's demon. only, you would think. Yeah, like and that. he's sweating, and I see pictures of him hugging girl, like young girls. There's a picture of one of the Zoe One Hundred One mm. actresses sitting on his lap when she was like thirteen. But at the same time, we're in a culture of like. Oh, he touched me on the shoulder. He's abusing me. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just her word against his. But I mean, this industry is nasty, sexualized. And, and I told Mary before. I said that my my biggest concern whenever I read these allegations is: Are you selling me a tell-all book when you reveal your big your big story to me? Because it makes me yeah. automatically cynical. It does. Yeah, uh, a big I, part of her book also is just autobiographical things about her childhood that didn't necessarily involve the creator or her time acting but her time before acting which um i think could speak to a lot of different stories because her mom was very adamant that she go into this career path and she felt like she could make her mom happy by getting a role so when she got this role in iCarly that was her breakout role she felt like i can oh thank you thank you that's four she felt like she could fix everything for her family. And um, we just read a similar story with, um, with Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. And the cycle just continues generation to generation with these child actors. Yep. They never seem to... It doesn't seem like they're choosing that career path of their own accord. Do you think these parents... Like, and for Miranda Cosgrove, actually. For Miranda Cosgrove, she seems to have turned out all right. She seems to actually have a favorable... Uh, view of her experience at Nickelodeon. She a musician? Well, she was, yeah. yeah. Um, she did some music. They all did. Um, but, and she did this reboot of iCarly probably because she has positive memories of that time. Yeah. Then why is it so drastically different for Jeanette McCurdy? I think it's the parents, maybe? Yeah. Because, like, when I've read about uh, Miranda Cosgrove and read some comments she's made about her time at Nickelodeon, it seemed like she was there to save up money for college and her parents didn't care whether she stayed or went from that industry. Yeah, Cosgrove. So is it like, is this one of those things like, do you think the producers are just predatory and they they pay attention to either which ones have the parents that want it so bad for their kids that they know that they're going to look the other way or the ones that just simply aren't paying enough attention which ones have families that are in a situation of desperation? Yeah, so they know it's they'll that get away calculated. With it. And she's McCurdy's book is called "I'm Glad My Mom Died." So I imagine she had some problems with her mom. Definitely it's, some resentment about it's it. It's not yeah. just producers. It'll be like a friend of a showrunner that's at a party might abuse a kid one night, yep. and then it's so it's like the this. And if Jeanette was in the wrong at the wrong party or in the wrong room at the wrong time and was like 14 and and given something or enticed. And didn't have a strong family life. She might have bit. And then, or do you want to tell everybody? To clarify, the bikini thing was she was photographed in a bikini at a wardrobe fitting and was encouraged to drink alcohol by the intimidating figure she calls the creator. I watched um, 
I, I started rewatching the show Castle the other night, and there's actually a, a really interesting change in the way they do Nathan Fillion's character. He's supposed to be like this bad boy author, but he's got like a teenage daughter. But it's it's a very interesting show because it's a very clear example of like a single dad who's very very loves his daughter and is very protective of his daughter, but he's also like a bad boy. Uh, author has a lot of money, all this stuff. So there's this weird thing in the first episode where he encourages his daughter to drink like a like a glass of champagne while they're at like a book signing, and like it's done in a way that's supposed to be like, look, he understands that kids do stupid stuff, and like he trusts his daughter, so you know he's like, you're an old soul. But then after that episode, they it's almost like they had test audiences say, we don't like the idea of him encouraging his daughter to do that. As a way of How showing old you, was she in the... She was like 15. She's supposed to be 15 okay. at the time. And then after that, he's overprotective of his daughter. Uh, and so, so after you can that, tell they took the feedback. Yes. Uh, so it's, like, it's, it's like Hollywood. Like They can take the feedback on the show. They just can't take the feedback in the real world. Yeah. I mean, but then again, like, was there anybody looking out for her? And yeah. for a lot of these child stars, I feel like they look for the ones that are the most isolated. That, that seems to and be then the... they're forced into a position where they become independent and adult-like too early in life. And then later on, as we can see, they start processing everything. And it looks calculated. Like, yep. the release of this information looks to be, you know, an opportune timing for making money off of this book but it could very well be an organic development and like her ability to reflect on her past and then what was the britney spears stuff or the i'm sorry the jamie lynn spears stuff there were rumors going around for a long time that the end of zoe 101 um at nickelodeon was prompted by jamie lynn spears's pregnancy in her teens she, she was either 14 or 15 years old um she herself claims it had the end of that show had nothing to do with her pregnancy and that um it was after the show ended that she ever found out that she was pregnant yeah um and she said that they didn't want to extend the contract to continue the show because she just wanted to go back and have a normal high school experience yeah. in louisiana um and all that but there were rumors for a long time and continue to be that dan schneider was the father <laughs> of this baby. And they say that the the purported father of this baby, Casey Aldrich, came out and, and like surfaced as the real father suspiciously late in the story. Yeah. Um, when she was, you know, quote, nice and pregnant. Yes. So they think it was some kind of cover up. Oh. And then that was then what followed that was Britney Spears's meltdown and shaving her head and all that. So they think it's some kind of PR maneuver like they were, to distract from the scandal. Like they literally think they, they asked Britney to do this I, just because. Obviously I'm not we know sure that, I would take it that far, yeah. but it, I'm sure maybe if she were privy to some suspicions that that was the case, mm -hmm. it wouldn't help. It might drive someone to insanity to feel they can't speak out. I talk a lot about how I think that Kim Kardashian is an evil PR genius, uh, that she can manipulate the media to whatever direction she wants because, uh, oh, a story about me is bad. I better make this public announcement. Like, there was a thing where she got this bad press for saying girls should just work harder. That's what she said. She said girls should just work harder. And everyone's, like, dragging her for saying it. And then right as she, that happens, she's like, oh, I'm going to announce that I'm in a relationship with Pete Davidson. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about that because she yeah. knows how to push the media into whatever direction they want. And somebody who's a producer is going to be an expert at that as well. So, I don't know. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I I think overall it's a fortunate thing that she's putting out this memoir and telling her side of things yeah. at least because there have been so many speculations about it, especially after the iCarly reboot. Um, I think she deserves a, a chance to be heard out and she's gotten a lot of interviews with the press about it and following up on the excerpt from it. Just proves to you that the industry is scummy all around. They're like interested in making money yep. on the what you called the back end of the pain they inflicted on the people working in the industry. That's the scariest part. They make money off of them when they're young, and then they make money off of them when they're older, and they start uh, going public with the information about what really happened. These books get written, and then the same people who, who, who abuse them make money right off the books that are being written about the stories of the things they did to them. So. How do they make the money? Uh, well, well, the publication companies and yeah. the press that they get yeah. before and after, the clicks that they get. Hollywood and takes its cut. She's at been every interviewed stage. by the New York Times, by the Washington Post, by Vanity Fair, all ahead of this this book. Yeah. Uh, it's a big deal for them, yeah. and not because they care. No, they do not. True. I didn't know Dan Schneider was until today. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen him around. I knew I who he was because. His the shows that he wrote were a really big deal to my generation. Yeah, we're a little bit past that generation. Um, yeah, I was into you can't do that on television. You ever watch that where they get slimed if they said I don't know? Is that know. on Nickelodeon? Yeah, it was one of the first like eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Just it a few years so before good. Mary was born. Just a few. Dude, that was, just, just that a was few. the best. <laughs> Nothing uh, like it. It was kind of a golden age for kids entertainment ah golden age. pinwheel where are they, all those weirdos now, the, lived in the, the house. world as a whole was certainly not in a how you age, perceive like, it could be a goal perceived as a goal it was cool because cable was new so it was a big deal if you had cable television you yeah. could watch nickelodeon i never had cable we I'd didn't have to, it my grandma my, had it i had to go to my grandparents yeah. to watch cable i'm with you <laughs> all right um, let's Super get to super chats guys Gold Macro said, random segue, Ian, have you watched the K&G Julius Caesar Civil War episode? So many weird modern parallels. Love me some Caesar history. No, K&G. I don't know what that is. K&G Julius Caesar, but no. No, I have not. Stephen Harris sent that $100 with no message. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Harris. Again. Hobbit said... <laughs> You see Dane Cook, 50, married his GF, 23. Yeah, they, they definitely, I think they said that they've been dating for five years. Uh, so she's 23. What? Yes. Yep. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Nathan Settlemeyer said, Ian, if we ever meet, please let me braid your hair. Hmm. Question that's mark? a big that's a very, ask. That's a very intimate thing yeah. to like allow maybe, somebody I mean, to do. Take me out for start, drinks first, When you start bro. your cult, yeah. everyone's going to be in like a, a, a bra hair braiding train. All right, I one is. time had hair, not quite as long as that, but fairly close to that when I was playing hockey. And my mom, like my mom, let me have like I, my one of my mom's friends braided my hair, and then I chickened and, like, out. In like pigtails. And like no, like full like oh, okay. like braids, like and, and I chickened out and took them out before uh, going to school. Did, they, did it permanently change the hair? No, no, no. It wasn't in for that long. <laughs> like cornrows? No, no. It was like loose. Like oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nathan Settlemeyer said, "Ian, oh, sorry, yeah. that's the same one." Caper Two X said, "How many Schneider stars have subsequent issues?" I mean, you named a bunch of them just off the bat. Yeah, I think the ones from Zoe One Hundred and One are up there and Jeanette McCurdy is up there, but he picked them wisely. Like Miranda Cosgrove, I think he saw 
this is all my speculation. Yeah. He saw that she had a bigger support system. Yep. Well, we talked about was well, not Hillary Duff, but uh, it was Hillary, Hillary Duff, the one that turned out fairly normal. Hillary Duff was nepotismed into her role as Lizzie McGuire. So that's already you're privileged above the rest. Yeah. You have someone in the business who is looking out for you. Um, so that's one that turned out okay. Yep. Uh, Not a lot, though. Yeah. Not yeah. A lot. <laughs> but also, like, considering what she went through, I think being being depressed is Normal. not as bad as it could no, be. Not at all. For Amanda Bynes being, like, the act to follow. <sighs> Cheeseburger said, Ian, I came here with the express purpose <laughs> of exposing you to Gregory Manorino. Please look at his channel. It's about the Federal Reserve oh. and what they're doing now. Mary Brett solves for hijacking chat. It is okay. If it gets Ian more information on the Federal Reserve, I think that's a worthy chat. Yeah, <laughs> tag me in like a tweet on Twitter or on mine, so a message on mine so I see it uh, when I'm at my computer looking at text. Perfect. Jonathan nice. Harris said parents living their dreams via their kids. That's, I mean, that's the, uh, isn't that kind of the same thing around dance moms? Pageant like a lot of the moms. Pageant, pageant moms, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. The, well, their ego is wrapped up in the success that their kid can have. Yep. Gosh, because and the money, man. Imagine you set your family up for, for generations if your kid is a big movie star. Yep. At, yeah. at the kid's mental expense. Sadly. And now there's even less money to be made, it seems. Yeah, imagine like ruining your kid's innocence in life for, over a streaming show. Yeah, like I, I think with about no that with no residuals like, for no, the grandkids. Not even resi not Come even, on, you're not even going to build generational wealth off the back. I of love how even the entertainment business is built around like preventing generational wealth <laughs> in the middle class. Ah, um, Randy said, "I see Mary's wearing red on Friday to remember everyone deployed. I guess Ian and Brett hate the troops. Sad. I'm literally wearing a camo hat. Is today some kind of I have no holiday idea. for for veterans? I, I don't know." I didn't know my t-shirt color had any relation to it. Gold Macro said, Kings and Generals YouTube channel. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> That's what the KNG was that they were. Oh, Kings KNG. and Generals Caesar stuff. Yeah, I've seen Caesar stuff on Kings and Generals for sure. And Bad App, I'm not reading that. <laughs> uh, that will be a shirt one day. It will. Please no. <laughs> All right, we're doing Podluck, guys. We're going to do Podluck, and we're going to start with Machine Gun Kelly. Mary, do you want to start with Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, yes, I do. His tour bus got vandalized with a homophobic slur. I, and as you can see, a cartoonish, phallic <laughs> illustration. I thought it was a, 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 a freaking blimp at first. With a smiley face at the end. Was, <laughs> a blimp okay. with a smiley face. That's what I thought it was. Um, can we play the Instagram video I, where he's reacting to what can. happened? I, I think we can. Let's try. Hopefully it's not too loud. You're so dumb. You spray painted a bus thinking it was my bus. Wrong bus, you fucking idiot. Do the first part of the crime right. Second <laughs> off, I was by the buses till 4.30 in the morning, which means you waited till 5 a.m. to spray paint a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been at home cuddling with your partner or doing something and instead you were like god damn it I just wish you would go up to his hotel room so I could spray paint this dick oh my god and they washed it off before I even saw it aren't you sad 
I'm still in bed. I didn't even get to enjoy it. You just, you, you suck. You suck. You want to impress me? <laughs> I, okay. It definitely was his bus, though. It was one of his buses. He had like four of them. Oh, okay, he's the saying he it's not the on. one that he rides. Mm -hmm. They, he also wrote, well, that's why you got to cover your bases and just spray paint on all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, not inciting get, vandalism. Get your record. get your act together, vandals. They, Don't vandalize anybody. <laughs> We're not saying you should ever vandalize anything. So they they did that lovely illustration and also wrote rap devil f slur homophobic slur, um, on the other side of it. In and this was in Omaha, Nebraska. I simply just thought this was hilarious, and also I think the video shows he was. More bitter than he wants to let on. Well, plus it's like, of course they're not going to say anything to your face. You've like likely got like ridiculously oversized. Like bodyguards guards. would obviously tackle them. Yes, that nobody's going to be able to say. He he's the least frightening. Like the only person less frightening to say something to their face might be me. Other than that, <laughs> like nobody's. MGK is not an intimidating no. person, and he really wishes that he was I one. I think that's why. And that's he's the embarrassing got, like, part. The tattoos, and he he tries to appear like this this friendly ghost but maybe you, know, you, you can't pull hair. it off you can't pull it off like i can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are far more intimidating i just think uh mgk doth protest too much rap devil does anybody else real think about it like the fact that like given how popular it is now to like w with phones how easy it is to fake like get some other group of people in trouble by spray painting like people that do the fake swastikas like they can never like there's the oh. whole there's whole like to like frame somebody yeah, to, like, for you can, vandalism yeah you can do that very easily nowadays like you don't have to like there's that there's whole like things on youtube of like f people who like can't do the f the swastika right and then they get like they screw it up oh. and then they're like obviously if anybody's going to get the swastika right it's going to be the evil uh, white supremacists that do it, but if you're faking it and you don't know how to actually make it, they're going to screw it up. It's very easy to frame a group of people for a crime these days, a la, you know, you don't have to go the Jesse mm -hmm. Smollett route uh, and go to Subway at 2 a.m., but you can definitely spray paint some stuff somewhere uh, and make a whole group of people look bad. I wonder if the uh, person or group who is responsible for this vandalism will come out and explain themselves and their motivations. I'm very curious. The the I mean, I wonder if that guy drew like uh, penises on the side of their desks at school and stuff like that. <laughs> like it's a, it's a he's just addicted to them. It's a pretty bad. It's a pretty bad drawing. It looks more like a blimp to me. A blimp. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a blimp to me. It's With like a, a chemtrail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was a conspiracy blimp. Yes. That's, maybe maybe uh, maybe it's like pareidolia and uh, Machine Gun Kelly's just looking into it. What he what he, he's can't. like he sees that because that's what's on his mind. Is it like a smiley face there at the end? <laughs> yeah, yes. a chemtrail with a smiley face at the end. Yeah. <laughs> This is incredible. This I don't know if I can say that on YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I think know. you can get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you got what you want, guy that sprayed on the thing because Machine Gun Kelly's talking about you. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess that's inciting more people to do it. Yep. Yeah, now, now every stop Let's he goes to. Let's see if we get a development on this I think, story. <laughs> I think MGK thinks this is freaking hilarious. By the way, the way he was talking about it, like oh, he I was think, insulting the guy because you're not, you know, not encouraging people to draw on buses, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. I wonder how long it takes to clean something like that off. With the spray paint? Oh, yeah. Well, can't you just hose it off with water? Would that come off with spray paint? I don't think so. I don't know. Somebody in the chat would have to let us know. The that. experts had to intervene. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk uh, really quickly about James Franco. Are we going to do Kylie Jenner? 
Uh, do we have Kylie Jenner on We there? can wait on it. Okay. Well, I didn't have anything uh, on the... I, I, I didn't look into that one. I want to talk about James Franco. Be, <laughs> James Franco is going to play Fidel Castro <laughs> in a movie. I just hope that he fathers Justin Trudeau yes. in this movie. Yes. James Franco will star in uh, Alina of Cuba. Is that how you pronounce that? Alina? Yes. Alina of Cuba. Uh, former Cuban leader Fidel Castro with Mia Maestro as co-star and his lover. Mia Maestro is a fantastic actress, so that actually... What was I'm, she in? Uh, she, she, uh, she's just been in TV shows that I love. She's, she, uh, literally nothing that I've seen with her was a starring role. It's always guest starring roles. Would this roles. be a first film for her then? No, she's likely done a lot of other stuff. She just happens to, okay. to pass in and out of the shows that I watch. Okay. But she's great. She's a she's a she's kind of like she has an energy similar to like a, like a, the best way I could describe it would be like if Selma Hayek and Gal Gadot had like a, a clone child that mixed between the two. She's she's got okay. a very warm energy. So if uh, Anna de Armas, a Cuban woman, is breaking a glass ceiling by playing Marilyn Monroe, very bi- yeah, is I- James Franco a ordinary white dude playing a cuban is he white i have no idea he, is he not he looks I, like it I, don't I have know. no as idea as far as i know I james franco is a white man okay um and american is he playing a cuban to break another glass he ceiling? is breaking he is well at least he's not a, a, attacking it or having it ch- teach a class on sexual scenes i hope he uh, i hope that he does this entire movie and Perfect American English. <laughs> just no accent whatsoever. Oh, you know he's going full accent. If you saw the room, or what was it? The room, or no, no, the disaster artist, disaster which artist. I highly recommend yes, if you haven't seen absolutely. it. Oh. Uh, we he plays Tommy Wiseau, room. and he gets the accent. Yeah, pretty, so pretty funny. good. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. His mother, James Franco's mother, was Jewish. His father's of Portuguese and Swedish descent. Okay, so mm. you know, breaking glass ceilings here, doing this like Jimmy. I just think it's funny. Also. Uh, too many biopics. I wonder if they're going to make, if they're going to try and make this Fidel Castro guy like a hero of some sort. I I, I mean, they call him a leader in the byline. Not I mean, technically. Uh, not uh, any editorializing about what kind yeah. of leader he was. <laughs> An interesting story is there's a, there's a, when I used to manage a gas station, there was a, there was a guy who would come in every day. He'd buy the same drink and two lottery tickets every day from, from Cuba. And uh, the day Castro died. He got the news in the store. Oh. And jumped. He, he was so excited and like got to go home to like it was like like left to make plans to go home to see his family. Like it was crazy. Wow, like, that's awesome. He was so happy. Hmm. Yeah, Castro was uh definitely a murderous dictator. So in, in just the other day we were talking about how I was going to play Che Guevara in a movie. So like oh, uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, easy. I could be in this with him. Yeah. You should. He, they should. need it. They need Shay. I wonder who's playing Shay. That's, that's what a big I'm saying. Role. Like if, if so, you know, if you guys want to call Hollywood, just go ahead and call. Let's go. Let's go. Who's the third revolutionary? I don't see anything about Che Guevara here. Yeah, that's, he that's might not Maybe be. they're making a Shay documentary next and they don't want to uh, saturate the market. Like a, a dictator, a musical, a dictator expanded universe where it's just a bunch of like, <laughs> <laughs> I would favor that over Marvel. Yes. Like, it's just a bunch of like, uh, like you get like the Stalin movie. You get, the- <laughs> dude, I hope it turns out that Fidel was Justin Trudeau's dad. That would be so awesome. Cause they look similar and they do. Justin looks nothing like Pierre Trudeau. They've got an Easter egg. In and you see the pictures with Justin's mom and Fidel. And like, apparently they loved each other. It's. I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't know the details. That's the drama. That's the world gossip we need right now. I wonder if they'll film it in Cuba. 
I don't think you can do that. For the I record, think so. I think James is a great actor. I yeah. used to think he was crappy, and now I liked him. No, he's uh, he's a great actor. He just shouldn't be allowed to be alone with the women on set. That's that's the problem. I hear or there's been some teach impropriety. them how to do intimate scenes. First of all, that class shouldn't like any actor who wants longevity in Hollywood should never think it's a good idea to to, to teach a master class a on lovemaking scenes. Whoever told him that was a good idea is trying to sabotage his career. Yes, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> or he just thought he could get away with it. Just did, did, and so. Society changed so quickly that it just happened before he was able to realize that it was probably going to backfire Thank on him. Thank you. So, all right, uh, I did, let's do this first kill story because this is like it's it's kind of like the encompass it's like the encompassing of everything that's wrong. It's like stupid, but yeah, it's relevant. It points of out what stupidity. the what I hate the most about Hollywood, which is that they never actually think any deeper than surface level traits. <laughs> it says first kill showrunner blames Netflix shows cancellation on marketing that never went beyond teen lesbian vampire elements. So they're like, it's a show. It's about chicks. They kiss other chicks. They're teenagers. They're vampires. Well, 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 what else? Vampires also being a footnote. Yes, they're like, oh, and by the way, they're vampires. Uh, (laughs) And they're like, well, well, what else? Like, are are the characters this? They're they're lesbians. And they're teenagers. And they're vampires. And that's all they know how to do. like trying to replicate uh, Buffy no, it's never going to do that. Way. Oh like, my god, there, you can do that. The shades of gray is that what it's called? Shades of gray. Uh, I was thinking of Twilight. I think Twilight, yeah. and then the one where oh, the yeah. abusive guy. That's Fifty Shades. Of Fifty gray. Shades of Gray mixed with the Fifty vampire. Shades hey. was a fan fiction of Twilight. Yes, interesting. That uh, was adapted. Yeah. So basically, she says, "Well, she says I was in I so I so enthusiastically signed on to this show because it has something for everyone." Henderson said in an interview with the Daily Beast. Strong woman leads. Well, that's rare these days. You don't see that ever anymore. There's never any strong. Oh, sorry. Nope. I'm editorializing. A uh, strong woman <laughs> leads, supernatural intrigue, an epic Shakespearean battle between warring families and a prominently featured black family in the genre space, something black viewers crave and a general audience uh, needs to be treated to. That, that, that f- phrase, something black viewers crave, makes me want to vomit. Yeah. That actually had like a regurgitating <laughs> uh, response to that. That is yeah. so gross and racist. Well, to me, the part about general audiences need to be treated to seems weirdly need like, like... They need it's it. It's what you need in your life you like, just don't know it Rondo. but as dane said marketing is about telling people what they want yep uh so he says the art for the initial marketing was beautiful i think i expected that to be the beginning and the other equally compelling and important elements of the show monsters versus monster hunters the battle between two powerful matriarchs would eventually be promoted and that didn't happen that's because they don't need to because the weirdos on twitter that you pander to all they hear is gay and, and that's exactly what they were hyping up. Yeah. It's stupid. I, I saw the tweets about it. It was just like kind of revolting and creepy because it's like, yeah, I like watching teenage girls kiss each other. <laughs> it's hot. And then like, they make you feel... And then, and they, then you're you're the creep for yep. ever even watching. coming across it. Yep. But they're the ones who made it. This uh, Shakespearean battle between warring families is is basically a way of saying ripping off Romeo and Juliet. Yes. That's all that means. Well, I mean, a lot of those, like, I don't know if any of you guys watch, like, the originals or Vampire Diaries or anything like that, or even, like, True Blood. Uh, I mean, these are stories that have been told and retold and told and retold far better by far better people. I guess there were a lot of family drama was a lot bigger back in the day because there was families was like what it was. There were no business. There were no corporations. There were families. Uh, so the li- and of course they said they licensed the IP, paid for the pilot script because God forbid they make an original idea ever, ever. 
They, they can't do it, man. Do showrunners get much of a say in how their shows are marketed or is uh, that an entirely different team? Not the marketing usually. I mean, depending, I don't know how powerful uh, this, this, I've never even heard of this showrunner, so I yeah. can't say that they're very, like they, I'm sure the Duffer in. brothers have a yeah. big hand in their marketing. Like uh, I, I believe Simonson when they were doing, um, oh God, what was it? Uh, like Simon, when they were doing The Wire probably had more to say in that or even uh, like when, when Jeffrey Easton did White Collar and then he did Graceland, um, he by that point had built such capital with USA Network that he probably has more say when the second show comes out uh, about how it's marketed. But in the end, you know, uh, net, a lot of networks have their own marketing strategies, right? Like USA Network used to have what's called blue sky television, which means all the colors are bright. They're all filmed in uh, exotic or warm locations. So there's a theme that runs through it all. Uh, that fits into the marketing scheme so that when you watch an ad for that show on that network, all of it seems to fit together into one package. So I don't know if they would have a lot of say in something like that. Mm -hmm. But for this stuff, for Netflix, probably not. Yeah. So. I, I just want to say, like, I think the whole vampire thing is over. Like, the, the vampire way over. is way over. They made a mistake with, like, Morbius. I. Just, we were talking earlier about like uh, as, as I mentioned Morbius is like an idea is like you can't just try any idea and expect it to work this is proof yeah. of that. that that Morbius is actually Craven the Hunter is a fairly popular character but that doesn't mean that it's always going to work but I am a huge Twilight fan she is but I think that was the last time for a while at least she we have posts, to put it to rest she posts like she posted like a you posted like a An twilight meme, and i had no twilight idea what it meme. meant they should do a movie where they have to fight like a master vampire and it's just people that have to fight a, where the vampire like the bad guy people fighting vampires? yeah where it's just the vampire is evil the vampire is the mastermind villain again or, like or, that's what that's what we need to return to our roots where guys, vampires are bad I yeah have, i have a better isn't idea isn't there a dracula yes i have a better idea Go with, uh, Nicholas Cage. Yes, a uh, Renfield. Uh, that oh, seems I was in like that play one time. Idea. Renfield's crazy. I played Renfield in a play. Yeah, oh, that's Renfield's awesome. nuts. A movie about him would be cool. Yeah, the, it's like him and Zazzy beats. <laughs> what would be really cool is if you saw the movie through his eyes, so yep. you saw stuff going crazy mm. around him because he's insane. Yeah. Um, or the better idea, just go rewatch Blade. Blade was so good. Never seen Blade. It's good. It's, I mean, I, if you like action movies, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like one time I was watching it in my room and Andy just came in and just sat down. He's like in the middle of the wor of working and he just sat down and watched the whole thing with me and then went back to work. That's how that's, that's how much we it's love. That good. It's that good. The original blade is that good. Uh, and we're going to finish off. Uh, if anybody here is excited for the new game of Thrones, <laughs> um, I don't know how much uh, capital they have left. The trailer for uh, house of the dragon was actually really, really good. Uh, the, 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 the cinematography is fantastic. But um, they are cup hunting on the set to make sure that no Starbucks cups end up in the final play in the final shots. Do you think the original Starbucks cup shot was intentional? No, no, maybe no, no. to like Actually. get attention on the show. No, no. What was the scene that that happened in? Exactly? Uh, they, they're talking about it. It's like, uh, but I do think that that cup should be in like a museum somewhere. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Like I think they should put that cup in a museum. That was back in 2019. I'm looking it up now. It looks like it's from the Red Wedding. No, no, from a bunch of barbarians hugging the guy up north. I don't know. But, but yeah, like they the should put that cup in a in a in a in a. Uh, I is hope there a, they kept it in Planet. Ho just remember Planet Hollywood when huh. Planet Hollywood was a thing. It. They could have put it at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> just <laughs> like the stupidest trinkets ever. Yeah, <laughs> Daenerys was drinking a 
Star- oh, there's a picture of it on the yep. thing. You see it right there. Like it's like, and for some reason, I have like this weird mis like yeah, like where you misremember something. I could have swore it was like a red holiday cup. Oh, they couldn't have missed that. Yeah, like that's just like how do you miss yeah. that? At least that matches the colors of the scheme. It's the koozie that made it <laughs> indistinguishable from the background. All right, let's do super chats. <laughs> okay. Johnny Peebles said, Ian, what's your hair routine? Mine tangles all the time, and I end up tying it or wearing a hat. Never had long hair before. Had to ask after the chat. I do. Whenever I get out of the shower, I usually wash my hair with a little bit of soap, and I use, like, shampoo that's for babies, little baby shampoo, Uh. and uh, I hit it with cold water. I do just really Mm -hmm. cold water on my head before I get out of the shower to seal up all the oil. I don't brush it. Uh, I just use my hands to kind of open it up and air it out. And I let it air dry for the most part. I just damp it with a towel. So less abrasion. Also, eat less salt. Low sodium diet. Too much salt will dry out your hair and make it turn gray. And green vegetables. The magnesium in the green vegetables seems to make it darker and more lush. I didn't know that salt made you go gray faster. Yeah, I've noticed that. If you eat a lot of salt, you'll feel it drying out. Do you have any grays? I can't see I'll see one will come out, and then I'll cut the salt back for like a week, and it turns back to dark. Mm, yeah, it never stays in my beard. Like, Interesting. Diet. Bobcat said, haven't y'all heard of Red Fridays? It's a way for military families as well as civilians to show solidarity and support for all military personnel, regardless of rank or location. I did never not know about this. that, Negative. actually, but uh, perhaps I will wear... Hmm. I mean, uh, I have like a lot of... Well, I have red hats. I don't wear red clothes normally. I've got red on my pants. There you go. <laughs> D Tap said, Hey, Ian, Mary, and Brett, is Timcast Media hiring? I'm a software engineer and tried to send an email to Tim and Pitches. Thanks for any help. Well, all jokes don't aside, do don't, don't send anything to Pitches because no one looks at that. Yep. Uh, send it to jobs at timcast.com. Yes. There you go. Hobbit said, Every stop must add more seed to the bus. <laughs> oh, no. Did they do it on the, the gas cap? Uh, I didn't see. Let's check. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what they that mean? Would be, that would be hilarious if they did. It's all very I can't tell. I can't tell from the... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. That was like, that was like simultaneous this year. Uh, I can't tell if there's any on the gas cap. Uh. Oh, let's see. Omaha being Omaha. Machine Gun Kelly is in town. And somebody tagged his tour bus... Hang on, let me see if I can say across. That is a horrible penis rendering. I am sorry. Yeah, it's too two-dimensional. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it needs, needs some more detail. I'll show you the other side. Yeah. <laughs> a mini corn dog. I keep thinking of a Matt Groening cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the most artistic graffiti, but... There it is. <laughs> happy about that yikes <laughs> will they say something about a pronoun no no <laughs> put your phone, put your down. phone down but you know these days it could just as easily have been that either or jonathan harris said dude could be el presidente from tropico <laughs> yeah great game well i mean I, I don't know it that well tropico five i have uh nathan settlemeyer said wait where'd he go <laughs> you can go to subway at 2 a.m and spray painted oh. d at 5 a.m jesse smollett agrees <laughs> Our Jural said hot water and baking soda for 15 minutes. Easy room. Okay, perfect. I didn't know that. Hmm. She's they were. I just imagine like his managers frantically Googling how to remove <laughs> spray paint. Um, cheeseburger said, Ian, I'm trying to sign up to mines to get met 
a message to you. But the CAPTCHA, is that how you say it? CAPTCHA? CAPTCHA. CAPTCHA. CAPTCHA doesn't work. Please, you don't have sound. Oh, was that what was the last part of it? Oh, please just look at YouTube Gregory Manorino. He's very he wants insistent. wants me to. Um, you, you don't have those CAPTCHAs. They're not looking to see if you can actually locate all the buses. Machine learning. They want to know that you're a human. So if you do it real slow and mess up, then they know you're a person. If you do it too fast, they think you're a computer. No wonder I screw up all... No wonder it always tells me I'm not a real person. Yeah, if you do I'm it 100% really fast, it thinks you're a computer. I thought that was all uh, gathering data for self-driving cars. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's probably I also, gathering I also love too. the meme where it says, like, how much do you overthink? And it says... Uh, click on all the pictures with a crosswalk in it and there's one where there's just this much crosswalk yeah. in it and I sit there for two minutes and I'm like it's like testing it. yeah I don't want to get it wrong I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Harris said your show must have been bad if it got cancelled with lesbian vampires if you can't make well that's make the, it work uh, in 2009 that would have done gangbusters nowadays uh, people see through the it's the like spectacle. it's like all the stuff we talk about like there's so much of it is so blatant nowadays where it's like you couldn't have chosen this unless you were clearly trying to send a message. That's your yeah. choice. It is our choice not to watch. Steve South said, I got it. A fresh new idea. How about teenage lesbians who happen to be werewolves? Boom. Oh. Genius. Pitches at TimCast.com. New idea. <laughs> uh, we're Maybe we need a shirt that says pitches at TimCast.com. We do. Nero Garcia said, Castlevania is the only good vampire thing that's come out in the last few years. Uh, I have not watched the Netflix Castlevania series, but I hear great, great, great things about it. Aww. I did, however, send home for my dad to mail me my Nintendo 64, my regular Nintendo, and my Sega, and all my old vintage stuff, so I can again play Castlevania. Is Simon Belmont the character yeah. from... I have, oh, not se- I have not seen the... I said, I've not seen the show, but I've heard nothing but good things uh, about Castlevania it. Castlevania 2 is like my favorite yeah. game in 89, or whatever year that was, 89, I think. Nathan Settlemeyer said the Godfather needs to be woke. The Godmother <laughs> lesbian POC crime family that whacks off Italian male rival families. There's a a great episode of um, oh I'm not gonna remember it's it's uh, Lisa Vidal plays this um, or no who what was the name of the lady from uh, did you ever watch um, Dexter? Yeah, a couple episodes. The lady who plays the the police lieutenant in there. There's a, there's a show where she does. There's an episode where she plays like a creepy crime boss with like weird uh, family on family undertones and stuff like that. So, it's really yeah. creepy. Maria La Guerta. Uh, that's a, yeah. The the actress's name. Maria. Yeah. Um, La Guerta. She's no, from Dexter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. R-J-I-R-L said, no one says my name right. Should I change it? No, it's the children who are wrong. r I'm sorry, I said r but it's R-J-I-R-L. Oh, I get it. We put I-R-L after things. Can you put an underscore in your name, maybe? that'll Or a space. <laughs> that would help, yeah. Sometimes um, I think I call it Tim Casterl. It's, uh, it's all Luna word. Lauren v- Velez. <laughs> Someone said oh, okay. pitches at Tim Cast, and it's one of those uh, pitch-in recycling shirts with the stick figure throwing waste in a basket. Make it happen. No pitches. You know, we don't take pitches. Do you guys know? Because it, it, it's a legal p- pr- problem. If we That's if someone sends something yep. and then we make a show, but we never actually read the pitch, then they can be like, it's hey, I sent you that. property laws. It was, uh, it was an episode of a show called Breakout Kings. Um, with mm-hmm. uh, Sorinda Swan uh, and um, a bunch of uh, the, the Jimmy Simpson from 
Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So, so uh, she plays, yeah, it's really creepy. Really, really creepy. I, I, I suggest everyone watch. That show only had two seasons, but it was very, very good. They even tied it in to Prison Break, which was a really, really good show. But yes, check that, that out. That was all of our Super Chats. That was all of them? Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, poor RJ IRL doesn't get his name said right there. RJ. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Ian, thank you so oh, much. Oh, thanks for having me, Dude, Brent. Let Mary, everyone know thanks, where they can guys. find you. You can find me at iancrossland.net, which is basically a portal to get through to any of my social media accounts. Follow me on any one of them. Hit me up anywhere. Happy to be here. Perfect. Oh, you can also follow me tonight. Find me tonight at Timcast IRL at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Timcast IRL on YouTube. We will be going live uh, 8 to 11 Eastern. So I'll see you there. They call it Synergy. Corporate synergy. Yes, we have <laughs> synerged. <laughs> Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty, and whenever I post articles on Timcast.com, I promote them there. That she does. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, we are here on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific, Monday through Friday. If you would rather listen rather than watch, I don't know why you would, but you can just listen. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, wherever good podcasts are sold. Uh, we are also on social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. And before you leave today, would you please kindly, gently tap the like button? It helps us all the time in the algorithm. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, we guys. we got one more super chat, though. we got one more? Go Hobbit for it. Hobbit said, hostage party. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hobbit. That's uh, one of those days, uh, those, those hostage parties will actually keep us here for like, it'll be like <laughs> midnight. We'll all have facial hair. And, yes. <laughs> guys, we will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.